Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Richard! What's happening, Upstate? I tell you what, man, that was a great interview with old Dennis. <laughs> it was. It was nice to hear from him But again. I still beg to differ on that, though. You can make money. I have proven this time and time again. You have proven it, but can the general public pull it off? Well, you know, I am a bit of a Superman, but still. See, well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. When you get in this little groove, because I've noticed that I've done it before, you know, flipping smaller smaller projects, because you can, you can flip on a high end and you can flip on a low end. It all depends on what you're into. And you can make some quick flips on the low end, whereas I think you got to send your money a little bit longer on the higher end things. But, I mean, you see it time and time again. When you get in this little groove of flipping things, no matter what it is, people come to you with other items to flip. They just come to you naturally. It's drawn to you. So if your thing is older cars, people naturally are drawn to you. It's like that uh, Red C10 you had a while back. Or or uh, what was the old car from the 30s you flipped uh, that, like, man, didn't even make it to your garage? I actually flipped a 40 forward. There, there you go. I think it was the cream colored one. Yep. Yep, there you go. Well, I mean, and that, that's the thing. I mean, I flipped. I mean, but I mean, I flipped x ray machines. I flipped mopeds. I have flipped everything. Well, what I'm saying is, I, I think once you get into that mentality and you get in that groove and people start knowing, hey, that's what you're about, people just naturally come to you. Uh, you know, no different than everybody knows I draw, so people naturally come to me to have something drawn. They gravitate. They do. They they really do. And I think you get the same results when you're doing something like flipping cars or something like that. So, you know, once you get that ball rolling, it becomes easier and easier for you to do. If you never get that ball rolling, then the idea of flipping a classic car and making money off it is, is rather abstract to you. Well, that, and you get a lot of people that make moves with a car that you know you're not going to get your money back. Well, that, and people, I think, a lot of times uh, buy a car with their emotions and not with their wallet. I think is a major you can problem. You have that sentimental value, things like that. That 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 will make you do things, make you overpay. Oh yeah. You know we've all been there. Luckily, I I don't have a sentimental attachment to a car whatsoever. The closest thing would be my '63. And to be honest with you, in light of recent events, I really don't care. Yeah. Well, I don't with you there, and I mean, like I'm part. I love my Chevelle. Right. But there is a number that'll buy it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, and, and I encourage that to anybody who's in the car game at all, um, especially if you just want to hang on to your classic car is the best way to do this. Have that number in your mind all the time, and, and be ready to sell it, and be ready to uh, forego your car if someone comes up to you with that number because they may never happen again. Yeah, you know, well, that's right. The time to sell is when the man's there with his money in his hand. When the money's in hand, that's the time to sell. You don't you don't second guess it. You don't kick yourself you go buy another one you do it again well and that's that's the thing with 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 car sales and i mean richard can chime in on this one you know there's cars that that there are no-brainers that you know you can buy them and bail out of them well you know a prime example i'm sorry richard a prime example is i had a guy send me a message on facebook earlier this week and I, i shared it with you um, I don't remember the year on the Cadillac, but uh, an older 5960 Cadillac right in there, uh, a man had... It was for, a 59. 59 Cadillac. It was a 60. It was a 60. I remember the car. Okay. Um, four-door hardtop. So 64-door hardtop, not the world's most desirable car, but it is old Cadillac, and they look good, and they have a value to them. 
And this guy was able to buy this car at about a fifth of the value. Yeah, but there was a couple of things that we're 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 we're, pick, we're valuing this car out of pictures, not real life, and that's oh, one big thing. And, and two, and it's in Denver, Colorado. Yes, and, and you know, sight unseen, we we haven't laid our eyes on it, but I still think for the price that he got the car, and I told him this, you know, and it didn't have the correct the five hundred cubic inch motor in it. It didn't. You want to have a five hundred now? Uh, three ninety. Yeah, exactly. Three ninety. Would it? It'd be a three ninety. Okay. Regardless, it did not have the correct engine in it, um, but still had a, had a compatible engine in it. That was you know V eight, very strong as rebuilt motor. I said even without everything numbers matching on this car, the price tag that he jumped in, I don't think he got hurt. The only thing with the cars like that is the chrome bill on them. If you ever want to restore that car and make it pristine, because they kind of went with a rat rod theme, it they was did. flat black things like that. If you ever wanted to make a nice car out of it, you would have to spend four times what it's worth to do that. Oh, yeah. You you would have to be in the understanding that it's a middle-of-the-road car for the rest of its life unless you just fell in love with it. And, and to me, that's no different than the uh, you know the mid-late-60 Lincolns you know, with the suicide doors. Well, those cars are now, they're getting pretty desirable. They're bringing good money. They are, but you can still attain them cheap. But, again, it's, it's another thing, the chrome. I mean, the chrome's expensive on them, and I mean, obtaining them cheap is getting is a touchy subject. Now, I remember when they were twenty five hundred dollar cars. Yeah. Now that twenty five hundred dollar car is it's about, about eight five hundred. <laughs> well, they're about fifteen grand. They're insane. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, they're very expensive cars to build. Also, you know, these cars don't even have power windows in them. They actually are hydraulic. And I think if you get into restoring any of these old cars like that, you're going to have one hell of a bill with uh advanced plating <laughs> well oh yeah for sure for sure you will be on a first name basis with the band at the chrome shop <laughs> yeah i think we'll see a lot less restoring in the future um one because the industry isn't there anymore making parts for 85 mustangs or and most of the 60s lincolns that are going to be restored already have been um like we talked about a couple weeks ago i think you'll see a lot of maintenance of cars that have already been restored yeah well and and that's the key i mean if the car's been properly restored it doesn't need to be restored again you know i'm glad you brought that up richard i i I, i'm with you on a point we said i think two weeks ago i think you're going to see a time frame where people are restoring street routes yeah. You know, people are restoring restored cars. People are restoring resto mods. People, are, you know, you know what I'm saying. They're they're restoring cars because that's all that's left. And I agree. You know, and we talked about this earlier on in this show about how cars from the '80s aren't really restorable right now. There's not really a restoring market for them. So I think you're going to just well, see your your popular cars. There's some things. There's some things you've got like like the Fox Buys. You got LMR. Yeah, late but, model Mustang restoration. Okay, things but, like that. But yeah, jump they over. They don't even mess with the four I cars. No, yeah. no, and, this is 87 ups. Yeah. But jump over to other cars of that area, you know, like your Z cars, or how about your old Skylines, things yeah. like that. No Rest, one makes restoration There's nothing this. out there. I think what you're going to see is a era of really nice survivor cars start popping up. I think that's well, what you're you going to see. I'm with you there. Um, you, know, you got your third-gen Camaros. There actually is a good bit of aftermarket there no, for them. Yeah. Um, but how about like your Cutlasses and your G-Bodies? There's not really a whole, whole lot for those guys. As an owner of an Oldsmobile, there is nothing out there to find. Go to a pickup park. You don't get your special feel in an Oldsmobile? If you don't have the parts to fix it, good luck. Well, and that being said... It, cars like that, you know, especially your G-Bodies... People, people with 40 Fords had the same exact problem 30 years ago. And then a guy named Dennis Carpenter came in in his garage and started making dash knobs out of reproduction dash knobs for these cars. And next thing you know, Dennis Carpenter, you can buy a 40 Ford complete from them now. Yeah. 
I don't think that day will ever come for a Delta 88, though. I pray <laughs> it doesn't. But I mean, you know, you got to think about think about the car you're going. If you're going to bring anything back from the 70s, bring the Bee Gees back. Amen. But uh, and I I own the car and I agree. But uh, <laughs> but no, I I think you know if you get into a restoration of a car like that, you know the the parts I blame Cash for clunkers for getting a lot of them. Cash for Clunkers did kill a lot of good cars. Because think about almost every almost every two door uh, car. There's a four door option, and that's normally where you rob your parts from. Well, that's also the cheap alternative to your car, and that's the one that end up going to Cash for Clunkers. Four yeah, grand, I mean, they're four not. Grand. Yeah, yep. the, well, the nice Survivor cars didn't end up for Cash. They're, those weren't even in the same category. But those good parts cars. They really met their demise with things like that. Well, you know, and, and I think that's why you're going to see cars, and, and it's going to take a while, but like my B-Body Wagon, I think that's where down the road they will have a residual value to them because an Impala SS got every good wagon piece that there was, and the rest went to cash for clunkers. So, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of cars out there like that. I tell you what, the thing that I've noticed is crazy that clean Caprices are bringing almost as much as rough Impalas are now. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and I know we talk about these cars a lot because I'm such a fan, but um, in Hot Rod, and I've mentioned this before, Hot Rod Magazine did an article, and it's a little outdated now, but they talked about how those cars are at the perfect time to buy because they're so low-priced and mainly dealing with the Impalas. Oh, yeah. Well, the Impala SS was definitely a cool car. i tell you what's not cool is these commercial brakes. Yes. No, they're not, and they keep coming back around. Guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And we're talking about values on cars, and we're talking about making money with cars. Making money with cars. Of we had Dennis Pittsburgh on earlier. If you missed that, you definitely want to catch the podcast on iTunes. Absolutely. That that Absolutely. was a great interview. That was a great interview. But I, I mean, I'm telling you, there's 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 money to be made in these cars. So Richard, you know, you're hot rods and happy hour financial analyst and our numbers guy, the professor around this place, the Doogie Hauser. I'm talking you up. Thank you, sir. Minus the youth. Minus the <laughs> youths. All right. So, you know, hypothetically speaking, if you were going to invest your money in something. And it wasn't the bank. Where would you put your money? Well, I wouldn't invest my money with the bank anyway. But okay. um, <laughs> um, chinchilla farming or collector cars. Well, that would be adorable. But <laughs> that, would um, be adorable. that would be adorable. <laughs> I think everybody's kind of hit on the reality. Um, like you said, I mean, obviously, you're never going to lose a dime on any of your cars because you bought them and you will sell them without emotion. Exactly. Um, you know, kind of like I, I was first and second marriage. There you go. Mm. Yeah, sell them on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that old saying. I can finally I, relate. I had a good friend that told me the funniest thing one time. It says, "You fall in love with your wife, you sell your car." That's why they put all those lines on the back of the title. They were made to sell. Uh-huh. It's just weird. I kept the cars and got rid of the wives. What's up with that? Well, you were yeah. smart. Which one? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> You got to do it without emotion, um, and you know what I do in my spare time is the same thing as you do. I watch the car market. Um, if you want to have fun with your investments, then I do think that it can be done with old cars. Um, you know, I watch a lot of the foreign stuff right now. Um, you know, if I had 
Well, I wish you asked me this five years ago. I'd say I'd buy every air-cooled Porsche on the planet <laughs> and uh, would probably be retired right now. But um, you just, you just got to watch. I mean, when stuff – you want to buy when stuff first starts. How about the JDM up. stuff now? Yeah, they're getting – yeah, Z car, like real Z cars, like Datsun, Nissan Z cars. Well, you're not even Z cars. I mean, you've got anything. Supras are going for a hundred grand now. Well, and, and you know, not to get off on a, on a wild tangent here, but it's like the mini truck. Yeah. Go on eBay right now. I've got a homework assignment for everybody here. I want you to go on eBay. Type in Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Let me ask you a question, in all seriousness. Yes. Why are you even on eBay? <laughs> Touche. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on my daddy's account. I'm on my, I'm a, I, hope this, so, I hope someone's listening. They shut down Kim Pitts' account. Do you realize the hell that would have to be paid then? <laughs> And then then go open up one in your mom's account. Exactly. So this is the thing. Go on eBay right now and type in Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Not even a particular year. You will not find one for sale. There's parts, but there's not a complete car or truck, rather. Interesting. You just bought them all. You know, interesting. I could not find a 77 Oldsmobile Indy Pace car. But you know what the bad thing is? There's probably another 77 Delta 88 on there. Ooh. You know, I haven't looked. I'm, I'm going to have to look. But, I mean, that's crazy, though. Oh, yeah. So, now, there's well, now, here, it's rare, but is there a demand for it? Here, here's the interesting concept on both these cars. These are two good cars to use this on. Because of the fact that they were so plentiful in their time, a Delta 88 and the 92, uh, the 92 Mighty Max. These were both very, very plentiful cars in their days. And now... Like you just said, you cannot find one. And they were never at any time a really, really sought after car. Well, actually, no. Either see, one. No, see, this is where you. This is where I, well, I'm kind of disagreeing with you. This is my thing with the mini truck. They were extremely popular in the 90s. The Mighty Max, the Nissan Hardbody, your Toyota. These were all sought after trucks in the mini trucking market. Now, keep in mind, when's the last time you've seen a little Toyota truck, especially a 90s one? The S10s are thinning out. Yeah. The Toyota trucks are getting stupid money right now. Exactly. So now take these trucks that they made millions of, and either they got beat to death or they got turned into mini trucks. So, all right, now you've got these trucks that there's not that many of, and you've got the, kid, the guys who were teenagers that desired that wanted these vehicles in the 90s that are now 30-something. And they're established, and they have a wife and kids, and they're looking for that collector car. They're looking for that toy, you know? And like the guy, like my dad, that wanted the muscle car and went out and got it, these guys want that mini truck because that was their Chevelle. I'll tell you, if you stop and think about it if, uh, from an investment standpoint, and you might argue with me on this, but I'm going I'm to stand firm in what I'm about to say. I don't know exact number, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 20, 20 plus years ago that the first Fast and the Furious came out. Think about every car that was in that movie. Oh, yeah. Jesse's Volkswagen, the Eclipse, the Supra. All these cars are reaching that point, and the people that watched it are now getting to the age in which they can go back and afford those cars that when they were a little kid but saw. They're not the touching picture. a Supra. That's not exactly affordable. But, well, but you know, the the first-gen Eclipse. And When's all, the last time you've seen a first-gen Eclipse? Exactly. That's, that's my point I'm getting to. These cars now that we, you know, people my age were little kids looking up to, now that we can afford these cars, you can't find them. They're becoming collector cars, but I think one thing that's important to remember is uh, there's always a market for a five to $8,000 toy. 
Oh yeah, well, absolutely. And and, that, and that's the thing now. Price range is everything in this. Yeah. You know, do I think the mini trucks are going to be hundred thousand dollar vehicles? No, but I really see a market for these things, and you're starting to see well, the popularity it, grow. It, go, it goes back that, to the small time flips I was talking about earlier. Right. These right here are, are small end flips. Um, make your fifteen hundred. Make your two thousand dollars. Get in. Get out and find you another right. one. And do it again. But and I, I'm not saying it's any more than that. But now you've got, you've got all these. I think I just see a little potential there, and I'm not saying it's going to be a cult following. I'm not. There's not enough of them to do that. Just like no, there's no, not going to no. be a cult following of Delta 88s. <laughs> but thank goodness. <laughs> no, if, if there is a following of Delta 88s, I assure you it is a cult. Yes, I promise you. <laughs> but 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 you follow me. So and I just see these trucks picking up, and that's why I just you know what I took a little gamble. I ain't scared to gamble on one a little bit and see what we can do with it. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty sure that I've come to the conclusion that Mitsubishi cars like just turn into dust and just blow away. Because what's the last time you've seen one? Oh yeah, old, find an old Mitsubishi. I mean, I'll wait. Exactly. How about the uh, Mitsubishi Galant? You remember those? Man, when's the last time you've seen one? How about that? I mean, every middle school teacher drove one. Two thousand one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I actually made a VR4 Galant. They made it. Yeah, they made a nice Galant. But when's the last time you've seen one? Well, they were rare, new. I yeah. mean, they made like a thousand of them. Well, that's because probably about nine hundred ninety of them wouldn't run off the factory floor. But that's beside the point. <sighs> that is true. Well, <laughs> they weren't exact. You know, and the thing is, though, but like the two liters and the mighty maxes. I mean, they were actually pretty good little engines. They were stout. They were overly not the mighty max, but a lot of the high end halo well, Mitsubishi's were overly complex for their day. I mean, just to be honest, though, anything made by you know Japanese motors. Uh, from back that time, and it being a four-cylinder was probably way more reliable than anything here in the States. Of course. Oh, sure. So, I mean, it's just like the motorcycle market. I mean, look at the Hondas and look versus the Harleys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honda will outlast – an old Honda will outlast the old Harley all day. Now, then again, look at the value, though. You know, your old Harley is night and day compared. Very difference. true. Very true. Very so, true. So it's give and take. It really is. It's give and take. i tell you what else is give and take is these commercial breaks. And bud. they keep coming. Guys, stay tuned. We got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 1063 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Richard! What's happening, upset? All right, so now we talked about how you can make money with mini trucks, which <laughs> is a very short segment. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, collector cars are desirable that you can make money with these cars. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get bagged on a mini truck. Ah, uh, no so pun intended. So. Yeah, Smitty is like so sending you a dirty email right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Anyhow. All four mini truckers with the internet are so mad right now. <laughs> All four that listen to the show are mad. Yeah, really. Oh, Lord. But well, it's, uh, it's, it's funny, though. So what about, you know, not to bring up odd rod things here, but what about your odd cars as collector cars? You know what? I, I don't. I don't see. No, I, I mean, I mean Kiji cool. Like, uh, like for instance, Dennis was talking about when we were talking to him a minute ago about like the Batmobile. You know, that's odd thing. That's a novelty. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, no, that's going to be that one creepy guy that you don't want run, walking around your kids. He's going to buy a thing that he's attracts gonna buy kids. The, he's going to buy the Batmobile that attracts kids. Yeah, he's the one that's got the Ferris wheel in his front yard. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying though. Look at like an Amphicar. 
Those things are worth tons, and, and I, they are the nearest next to nothing. It's the worst boat and, 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 and car, and they're that probably you can the most buy. And they're probably the most worthless at both of their jobs. They, they are. They're not good at anything. Well, they were called, and, and for people that don't know, and I actually wouldn't mind owning one. It's called an Amphicar <laughs> Seven. Who you wouldn't fit in one? I know it's an Amphicar Seven Seven. Give me a minute on that, but it's called an Amphicar Seven Seventy. Yeah, and uh, the reason they call it a Seven Seventy is it will drive. Seven knots per hour on the water, and it would drive 70 miles per hour on land. Now, if you ever look at these little cars, it looks, they look cute. And you, they look you remember, like, you but remember, they're a novelty. I think how they made they made like they made them for like four years, but I they think. didn't make but like 7,500 of them. Yeah, they made a double yeah, handful. A bunch. This, that's always been the one that shocked me the most that it's the most worthless vehicle. That and I mean, when I say they bring money. I mean, like sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, but you think about how restoring one of those things. Think about rust. I, I wouldn't restore one. You know what they remind me of? Do you remember? Uh, you remember? Can you imagine the first time you take it in the lake? Just <laughs> <laughs> that feeling. <laughs> Do you start feeling the floors give under you? <laughs> Do you remember back when? Uh, when we're all younger. Can you imagine messing with people? Just drive off a boat ramp. Yeah, just <laughs> look at that drunk. And then next thing you know, you just come up. Maybe I had too much to drink myself. <laughs> just head down the ramp and go. Keep but, your feet up on the Do you the remember dive? back when we had uh, micro machines, the little bitty Oh, machine. man. And the you, fast talking guy. That guy. The, the little mini micro machines, the little, little Yeah, little micro, they were micro machines. Yeah, um, that looks like a micro machine version of a 57 Chevrolet. I agree. A little bit, a little bit, like an off-brand. Yeah, like an uh, off-brand. The Chinese version. You, yeah, remember, you know when vi- brand. You know when video games make cars and they can't quite make them like what they're supposed to be? Exactly. That's the micro-machine version of a 57 Chevrolet that has been cheated. That's what that is. And shortened. And shortened and chopped and... Turned into a boat. Yeah, and somewhere along the lines turned into a boat, yeah. Yeah, and now it's a boat. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would like to be the guy that just takes that off in the lake for the first time. I bet you that's a unique feeling. I bet. I mean, could you just imagine? I remember they built one of Wheeler dealers. And it's so funny because they we're actually going to have him as a, as a call-in guest here soon when he comes back in the states, which is awesome. But Mike Brewer, mm-hmm. back when he was with Ed China, and they actually built one, and it actually shut down and broke down in the water. It's the perfect place the, to have your car. You, I break mean, down. Mike Brewer gets bent out of shape pretty quick, anyway. <laughs> I mean, so and I can't swim, so I would probably be right there with him. So I mean, I just think that's hilarious. Do you imagine making that phone call to your buddy? Like, hey man, I took the old car out for a ride and I broke down. Can you come jump me off? Yeah, sure. Where you at? Oh, I'm in the middle of uh, Lake Murray. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm talking about seven knots an hour. I mean, there's canoes passing you. Yeah, it's not it, good. It's just, it's not. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But people spend well, stupid money. Well, like Alan Jackson, it's like the celebrity car. Like Alan Jackson has well, one. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're worth twenty I bet you million, Jay Leno's dollars, got one too. But who? I bet you Jay Leno's got one too. Probably. I'd almost be willing to bet. But I mean, you know, imagine the times the car when that came out, the times that it was in, and that was ahead of the game. It was groundbreaking because it did do both. Not well, but it did do back, both. Back then, it was probably amazing. It was the original answer to a question that nobody asked. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. Solid way of putting it. It is a solid way of putting it. It is solid-ish. But, I mean, yeah, that's one of your unique cars that you can really make some money off of if you have one. Now, uh, getting into it now, I don't think so. Now, here's the problem with this. Although, yeah, you see the for sale sign and you see the sticker price at the price in which it's listed, 
who out there is going to buy it? Very true. Very true. Who's going to buy it? I mean, so, there's there's a guy out there for it. There's you know something something my old man used to tell time. There's ask for every seat. Well, there is, but you know, and, and that's a a totally different side of the argument that we haven't even hit on yet. And, and that's something you got to look for in every car. You know, okay, yeah. But and another thing too, in this day and age with the internet, the world is your marketplace. Oh, We're absolutely. Used to, absolutely, yeah. you know, it was word of mouth or where it was parked, what car show you took it to. Now it's what site you have it on, or sites see, you have it on. Yeah, see, absolutely. it's still it's still very early on and happening, and, and of course this has always happened, but it's still it's not as mainstream, and it's starting to become that very very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I think the money to be made in any cars right now is actually in transportation, and what I'm meaning by that is taking a very American car and shipping it off to Australia to get rid of it, or taking a very Japanese car and importing it into America to sell it. Rob's been doing that for decades. Yeah, really. But, yeah, I think that's You're where... You're right. Now it's easier and, and it, more it's mainstream. Become, it, it is. It's becoming more and more mainstream. It's becoming more and more easy to do. Um, the cars that are becoming available uh, for importing are becoming better and better um, because they're reaching that 25-year mark. Right. And... I think that's where I think that's your next generation of money to be made in cars is the import export because I mean like places like Australia, um, you know, you take a car like you know my Oldsmobile that might be an eight thousand dollar car here strong, you take it over there and it's a nineteen twenty thousand dollar. I saw a C four vet that my, uh, Nigel from Australia sent me a link to a C four vet which it was a nice one and over here is a you know a strong high teens car all day. Over there is like a $46,000 car. I'll and, put it on a boat for that. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and the U.S. dollar and the Australian dollar are not far I mean, they're pennies off. So, I mean, your dollar marks, marks are really, really close. And actually shipping a car overseas is not the most expensive thing in the world to do either. So, I mean, it's very lucrative. It's just you have to have a lot of moving parts and making it happen. You need connections. You need a lot of connections, and you need a lot of moving parts. Well, and you there's you a need lot a lot of people that trust each other, too. Well, the Internet also helps with that, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you, you, you bridge that gap via the web. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, people like Mark Brewer who are coming over here to the States, Sam Hart does it. You know, I'm sure there's thousands upon thousands of others that buy cars here in the States, especially in Europe. Oh, they're huge out there. What, big right? American cars, big American trucks, SUVs are on fire in Europe because Europe is loaded with small, compact cars. So these big V8, big, hardcore, high-horsepower cars, that, and even some of them that we look down upon here in the States, they can't even get them. They only well, dream to all, have it. It also creates a new demand for parts in their country That's also. Right. So now you have new business sprouting up selling parts for these vehicles. Oh, yeah. Now, now you know, people like... Just routine maintenance type things. People like Classic Industries aren't limited to the states anymore. That's an international company because of the demand worldwide for the parts because now the world literally, I mean, fits in our pocket on our cell phone anymore. I mean, I can pull up... China's Craigslist and hunt for cars in China at the luxury of my living room. And, and, you know, rewind 10 years ago, and that was impossible. So I think it's really, really opened up the market, you know, in in, in a whole new different way. 
Well, it has opened up the market in a lot of ways. And, and, and like I said, you know, the Internet has changed everything, not just the car hobby, too. But it has tied us all together, and oh, yeah. it's made us made us one. I mean, really and truthfully, I mean, I mean, everybody trades with everybody. I mean, look at eBay; eBay's worldwide. I mean, you oh, got yeah. people that transport cars overseas; they put them on the boat every day. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I was a part of selling a truck that went to Portugal, of all places. Sent a forty four to Switzerland. You there know, you I mean, it's just. I mean, and, and people saying that, you know, if you were ten, fifteen years ago, that was kind of an odd statement. Oh man, you sold a truck and it went to. You know, wherever it went to Greenland or yeah. you know wherever, that was kind of an odd statement five, ten years ago. Now, people do it every day. That's right. They I mean, and there's day. money to be made in it, big time. There's a lot of good money in transport for these cars. There's also a lot of good money in importing these cars, oh, in, yeah, or, or exporting them out rather. But uh, I tell you what, there must be good money in these commercials because Lord knows we have enough of them. Absolutely, and they keep them coming right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, we're going to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. You know what, last segment. Let's play a game. All right, let's do it. I'm down. All right, Richard, you down? Let's play a game. (laughs) All right. So we're we're talking about values and all this stuff. And this is where we're going to catch. I call this game What's It Worth? Which is worth more? But I think it's going to be like how to catch a millennial because I know how Robert's going to fall every time. <laughs> All right. So should I start it off this first when values. you ask the question? This is values. Okay. A General Lee or a 69 Dodge Charger in stock form. And I'm not talking about a 318. I'm talking about a 440 car. 440, 444 speed. I, I know the genuine answer, but I know which one I'll choose over the two. Which one would you choose? I personally, it's been a star car my entire life. I personally would go with a General Lee. Richard? Well, obviously, uh, as far as value goes, there's absolutely no comparison. Uh, a good stock 444 speed Charger RT is going to be worth oodles more than a General Lee. Exactly. Oh, I agree. Well, and I mean, if you had a 318 car, I mean, it is one of this. But <laughs> now, I don't think you're hurt owning a, a General Lee, a genuine, you know, replica, obviously, but yeah. I don't think you're hurting either. No, they're not going down in value either. Yeah, I mean, you can always fix the car back. Yeah. As long as you don't weld the door shut. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Well, (laughs) it's It's authenticity. My thing thing with a General Lee, it's like I said while we're on break, I would probably own a black one. And just if I wanted a General Lee so bad, I would just wrap it to look like one. That's doable. Um, You know, the, uh, okay, how about a 1981 DeLorean? Or Back to the Future replica DeLorean. Without a doubt, the Back to the Future replica DeLorean has to be. Like I said, how to catch a millennial like every time. No, 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 no. Let me. It's like Doc Brown. Let me. Let me say, only about seventeen of us know what the hell a DeLorean is, and if you're not in that seventeen, then you better have a time machine hooked to it, and that's the way you're going to sell it. How do you not know what a DeLorean is? It's like a Timex watch of cars. Except it's not reliable like a Timex watch. Right. And, and it's never going to rust? <laughs> no, 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 it's not going to rust. But that's, I, I, you know what, that's a good one there. I don't know which one would be because DeLoreans, I mean, they're, 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 I, they've been about that 16,000 mark I think since if, new. I think if you very, very properly have built the Back to the Future replica car and is very, very, very well done, 
I think that's worth more. And if it's now, based on a good DeLorean. Yeah, and now I think you've probably spent more than the DeLorean was worth to begin with to create this replica. But yeah, I'm with you there, too. But I, th- I think you have a more valuable car as the time machine versus in its factory form. I think that's one right. car that just oddball makes the flip. I'm going to throw a wild card at you. I've got two cars. you got to pick from one of them. A fully restored Nash Metropolitan in pink and white. <laughs> or a DeLorean. A DeLorean. So you think DeLorean will bring more money? No, I don't think it'll bring more money, but I can tell you which one I'd rather have. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean about the future DeLorean. I hate novelty cars. I have no desire to own one. But uh, uh, nah, it's the pink and white Nash. It's probably worth as much as four DeLoreans, but uh, at the end of the day, you got to drive it. Uh, actually, they're, they're really close in value, but the right Nash will, will hit about 20. The right two DeLoreans will get close to 20. So <laughs> if they both run. Which is <laughs> yeah, a small a, miracle. That, in yeah, that's what says a miracle. It crosses your fingers every day when you turn the key. Yeah, with that, with that, with that, with that Peugeot Renault Volvo technology floating around in there, you know, hey, 130 horsepower is hard to tame. <laughs> yeah, in a 37,000 pound stainless steel clad vehicle <laughs> that has the same crash test. I've seen soapbox derby cars do better with wrecks than than, uh, than DeLoreans. That's something really. Th- there's a video on YouTube, and it's grainy. It's kind of like them old Sasquatch videos that people have. <laughs> But there's a crash test video for DeLorean. This thing, like, hits like a paper ball and, like, wads up. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it rolls up. Like, apparently these stainless <laughs> panels are, like, bolted to paper mache. Do That's me a, just it. Do me a favor. Stainless doesn't give, but everything that it's bolted to does. <laughs> do me a favor. You just have stainless Th- panels flying everywhere. Throw your Yeti cup off a building and tell me how well it fares out. That's what you have. You know what? In a lot of ways, the Yeti cup. The Yeti is the DeLorean of cups. <laughs> Well, no, the the Yeti is made from food grade stainless. It's way better. <laughs> way stronger. It is. I've never thought about that. Though. Like, like if I had a DeLorean, I want to put like a Yeti sticker on it. <laughs> I a DeLorean out of Yeti cups. I wonder how long, I wonder how long I should stay in that thing. <laughs> no wonder when Doc Brown came back from back from the future, it was always covered in ice. Hell, it's like a Yeti. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I've never thought about that. Like, like I want to write Robert Zemeckis a letter and just say, "Did you plan that, or is that just how it worked?" Just, just when, when just remember, just like when you're cleaning your Yeti, go with the grain. Just go, go with grain. There's something about a car you can clean with a Brillo pad. I mean. It makes. You it, thought this was just for your white letters? Nope. You put her on the body. <laughs> the grain. It, it makes it not as bad to drive it through a dirt and squirt. It really does. Ugh. It helps actually. It goes with the grain as it slaps down the side of it. Oh. Is that scratch? No, no, no. No. I mean, you think about it, if you did get a scratch on your glory, you just get Sand some really out. <laughs> yeah, you, you can actually. That's a thing. Like and maintenance is, you just bring it back. And if you see a painted one, that's usually a bad sign. Uh, they did a lot of painter ones, new, uh, kind oh. of novelty, but no, I, well, because they were trying to sell the things because they couldn't get rid of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, someone I, I, said, "Let's throw some paint on." I it. know that story with my pace car, but um, <clears throat> no, I I have something very interesting. Uh, no one, I don't really talk about this. I'm a Matchbox collector, and I collect Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars that are very interesting. Not so just, we're talking 164 scale. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I, I keep a lot of cars that are either real movie cars or just like cool. And one thing I have that's out of the box is a black DeLorean. Really? Yeah. It's a black DeLorean. And that's how it came. It came like I've seen a package. I just I don't have one. 
But yeah, a black DeLorean. How cool is that? I mean, that's really cool. And the car looks good in black. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? I've seen some red ones. They just look funny looking to me. Yeah, there was a black and gold one that sold on Bring a Trailer last week, and it was done up uh, like Smoky Unix. Old. I was about to say Smoky yeah. the Bandit style. No, no. Well, it was done after like Smoky Unix stock car, so it was like black on the sides, and then the roof and the hatch and the hood were gold. And That's the a wheels. hell of a mix, John yeah. DeLorean and Smoky Unix. Although them two in a room together would be interesting. That would be a fun night. Or fun. Day. Day, <laughs> night, whatever. What do you want to do in the room with him? <laughs> Lord, it's Lord. late, man. It's been a long day. It's telling you. The, the things we talk about right here, we're talking about Smokey Eunuch and John DeLorean. That would be an interesting time. I promise, I promise I promise the program manager I'd never say that again about John DeLorean, but I feel it coming if you guys keep on. <laughs> oh, you mean the fact that he's going to have kilos of Colombian Bam Bam with him? Exactly. 68 pounds to be exact. He's got an eight-year-old of cocaine. That's insane. That's our boy John. That does make... Never mind. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just a story for itself. Definitely, definitely catch that one on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not, we might get in trouble if you keep bringing it up. Oh yeah, really? Oh man, I tell you, I mean, but there's a lot of really good collectible cars out there. Like we're talking about the JDM cars, yeah. and even even pace cars and things like that. Like I said, there's money to be made in the car market, the, but the best know, part is it's an enjoyable hobby. It's an enjoyable hobby, and, and cars like that. Another reason I bought the pace car, and, and that's just a small example. But any car that has a specialty notch to it will always be worth something. Oh yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I'm retiring on my 77 Oldsmobile by no means, but they will, cars like well, that you will. you can if you, if you die in a day. <laughs> you can always come off it if you need to. There's always somebody out there yeah, that wants it. Somebody's looking for that car, sadly. <laughs> oh, man, I'd drive a Dodge Daytona. I mean, I understand. <laughs> like Richard, I love how Richard talks about his car. He talks about, like, he talks about that Dodge Daytona. Man. Well, you know, I've just got the nicest Dodge Daytona in existence. Richard's a little like me, a little like me in the car department. It's a Douchebag love, car. It's, a love so it's a love hate relationship with our car, though. It is. It, it is. I, I tell you what, I love mine. You guys can hate yours all you want. <laughs> I don't hate mine right now, but I'm all right. in a couple weeks. You know what? I hate the show's coming to an end, guys. It is, and it's been a good one. Guys, I want to thank everybody for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 1063 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.